This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a toddler son and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, why doesn't my kid like that? Plus, Biz is naming names, Teresa has a wildlife issue, and we welcome back Courtney Wyckoff of Mama Strong to talk postpartum peeing and issue us a pelvic floor challenge. Woo! Teresa, how are you? Oh, I'm I'm pretty good overall, but I had something kind of... Oh, it was kind of sad, I guess, okay. happened oh, no. over the weekend. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Uh, there's something funny to to lead into it with. Which oh, is, good. Yeah. Which <laughs> is that Simon um, is really into, um, like, the idea of catching, like, bugs and little animals. Yeah. Um, but he calls them varmints. Got it. Varmints. Varmints. Yeah. But not varmints. Not v- it it's varmin varmins varmin varmins i'm going to catch some varmins it's like a weird combo of vermin and, and yosemite varmints. sam exactly. varmints exactly it's wow. a weird combination okay. of the two and we don't know where he got this from <laughs> but it's it's funny and it's it's yeah, great it's adorable. um except that uh so a couple days ago um like we have a front door that leads out on like a small front yard that has a gate around it. So my kids, if I'm in the kitchen or the dining room area, the front door can be open and the kids are playing out there. Yeah. And I can I can supervise them and there's like nowhere for them to go. Right. But there is like there's a little bit of wildlife out there. We sure. have like a lot of roly poly bugs, okay. a lot of ants. All right. A lot of different kind of bugs. Um okay. and some lizards. Great. We really like lizards. Lizards are really cool. Yeah. Um Simon uh, was all excited. He and Oscar had caught some varmints. Okay. Um, in this like butterfly net that they have. Okay. And so they were marching around, being completely adorable. Like right. Simon in the lead with his like butterfly net, and yep. Oscar marching behind him. We got some varmints. Yeah. <laughs> we got some varmints. And then he and I'm just like, great, they're busy. You yeah. Know? But then he said, "Do you want to see the varmints that we caught?" And I said, "Sure." And I came out and I looked in the in the little net uh-huh. and they had caught a lot of roly polies sure. they had a pile of roly polies in there great poor little guys yep and there was a baby lizard oh, in wow. there oh wow that's impressive that they caught that yes um and it was very still yeah and i said oh you caught a you caught a baby lizard um and he said yeah and i said how did you do that is it is it dead like, did you catch, was it like, already dead, yeah. do you think? And he's like, no, I just slammed the net over it and, like, picked it up with the right. net. And I said, well, cool. You know, we have to be super gentle with lizards of all kinds, right. but especially baby lizards. Yeah. It's, like, really fragile. He's like, yeah. So then <laughs> I said, let's let it go. Let's let it out. Um, because it was like roly polies are one thing. Yeah, like yeah. I don't want them to like actively kill roly polies, no, like, but like a fine eh. line in the bug thing. Katie Bell, and you her know what slugs. I'm, I'm like, yeah. you're made of salt. Every time you pick up these slugs, you are in fact killing them. Right? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's a weird. So yeah, circle like of life you thing. want them to like explore yes. and like get not yeah. be afraid of nature and stuff. Right. That's great. Yeah, but then the baby lizard. Yeah, you know. I know. And so I said, let's very gently, you know 
turn the net inside out back on the grass and like let them go. Well, it comes out and it, it starts moving. Okay. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Maybe it was just like playing dead, yeah. you know? But then it just doesn't Stopped. go anywhere. Yeah. And it was a really hot day. Oh, yeah. it had, and it and I was like, oh, maybe it's just going to do this for a little while while we go away because it's like scared. Yeah. And no, I came back later and it was, like, you know. Yeah. And so I had to like have this talk with Simon that was like, I basically, I told him like, you killed, <laughs> you killed this lizard. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, yeah. because he did. Like, I, and I didn't say like that. I no, didn't say I like, know. I said, I know this was totally unintentional, but I think the lesson here is we just have to be even way more careful than we think we need to be right. when we're touching like small oh, animals. Yeah. And, um. It was weird because, like, he he can, like, switch on his empathy and switch it off. Because, like, there's times yeah. where I kill a bug inside and he goes, Mommy, that's uh-huh. a living creature. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> know. But, then, but then with the lizard, it was like he kind of just didn't. I don't know if it was, like, too upsetting for him to, like, Maybe. really accept yeah. it. But or if he just did not give a shit. But yeah. he just acted like he did not give a shit. And so now I feel like I have to, like somehow like continue to like I'm still healing from it like I'm you know know, like I'm like totally not recovered that this like happened and I totally get that like this happens and it's nature and like whatever but still I like can't stop thinking about the little like just you know I know I know I know that's rough that that is hard and it is I think what adds to the level of like sadness or frustration as the parent is like when I'm in that situation yeah. it is the kid just like not getting it yeah. quite away yeah. and, and and it's they're not supposed to get it per se yeah, and true. you don't want to like lay on them like totally. all yeah. this I mean like the one yeah. time that like Katie, you know, like, we've gone through a lot of bugs. We've gone through a lot of, you know, vermin, vermin. <laughs> um, and like there was one time that like, Katie Bell would just not stop messing like with stuff, like bug like, worms uh-huh. or something like that. And I was having a bad day uh-huh. and I was like, you know, you're killing it. Uh-huh. Right. Like, I said something to the effect yeah. of like, and it, it, it was one of the days, like you said, the switch was switched on. Yeah. And she just started <sighs> bawling. Yeah. And I was like, but it's okay. <laughs> you yeah. Know yeah. I mean? yeah. And, like, so it, there is this weird they're still processing it and yeah. it'll like file away. I mean, you, I think like for me, the ultimate goal is I don't want to see my child go out and willfully try exactly. and kill something right. versus exploring nature and that's, learning I mean, we from are, it. Yeah. You know, we're animals as well. Yeah. We're up that, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like, you know, five steps away from becoming a serial killer. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. So yeah. that's, and it's upsetting as the adult. Like I, I remember as a kid, like running around with jars full of roly polies, yeah. jars full of lightning bugs, yeah. like all the stuff, but watching Katie Bell do it, you yeah. know, as an adult, it just like, it breaks my heart some too a little bit. And I so I'm with you yeah. and I'm sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Cause it sucks. Yeah. It, it sucks. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a parent. <laughs> I just am in the middle of this thing of like, oh, why do I have to teach that? Yeah. Why, why do I, yeah. It just, it's never ending, guys. Yeah. It's never ending. It's never ending. Yeah. And it's the worst. <laughs> I am not in a good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I texted Teresa, I was like, uh, we could talk about the place that I'm at, uh-huh. which would just be me bawling for the next, like, you know, hour 10. Uh-huh. Or... We can just talk about like super meaningless parenting stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with that option because I kind of just yeah. don't want 
to deal with it. I hear that. Yeah. Let me just put out there that if somehow a yeah. shift takes place. We'll go there. We'll just go we'll there. We'll just go. That's okay, too. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Stefan's been out of town for what mm-hmm. feels like an eternity. Right. And it's summer, and we just, like, don't have a lot to do, and I didn't schedule enough stuff for the kids. And so, like, I'm just in the middle of that, like, ah, oh, I don't even want to make that. Mm-hmm. I actually had that first moment of, like, this, I've ruined my life. Mm-hmm. Like, where you have, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. and you guys know how I feel about that. I hate yeah. those fucking articles. Right. I hate all that bullshit. Right. This is just the life that you have and you deal with it. <laughs> but, like, I had that moment of just, like, just the voices coming at me from oh, the God. other room and I'm just, like, folding laundry. I'm like, I don't want to let the gum. Oh, um, so, with that said, I'm going to talk about this thing that Ellis has been doing. Uh, which may be contributing to my mental state, uh, yeah. which is, so we're naming a lot of things. Ellis is uh-huh. in the naming phase. I don't remember Katie Bell needing to do this the way mm-hmm. that Ellis does, but it's happening It's happening in three ways mm-hmm. at our house. One, any book we read now, it does not matter what the book is. He has to know who the name of everybody in the oh. book. And these are not, yeah. a lot of our books aren't books about the people that are in the right. books. Like, exactly, there's yeah. like a seek and find book. And it's like six pages just filled with small things. See, like, this is, you know, these are all the things you'd find on a farm or in a grocery store, right? Like, But then it's full of animal people, right? And so who's that, Jenny? Who's that? It, we're we're going to look at it. Who's that? Tommy. <laughs> Wait, that? so are you just giving people names? Yeah, I'm just giving people names, and it's monotonous. <laughs> and it's like, and here's the problem with it is that then he wants... He wants to go back and remember their yeah. names, which you probably so don't, because you so just yeah, made them all There's two up. problems yeah. with this. Yeah, okay. One is that, okay. which is a total nightmare, except yeah. for this like shitty, itsy-bitsy spider book that we have that's like five pages long. Yeah. There's only like four spiders in it, yeah. and he really wants to know why Amanda, uh-huh. <laughs> one of the spiders that I've yeah. named Amanda... Why? What are those things on her face? And I'm like, uh-huh. those are eyelashes. Why doesn't Jeremy have eyelashes? Uh-huh. Like, That's a good question. Wait till you start seeing dinosaurs with fucking eyelashes, yeah. Ellis. That's yeah. how this the female. Yeah. Maybe something horrible happened to their eyelashes, Ellis. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Jeremy pulled them out in a rage one night. I didn't say that. So we've got naming people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also he wants to identify every single car that's on the. What's that? It's a Toyota. Whoa. Yeah, guys. It's gotten Whoa. intense. What's that? A Kia. Is that a Kia? Yeah, that's a Kia. Is that a Lexus? And he can do a lot of them. <gasps> oh, my but, God. But the problem is, like, when you're driving, yeah, you're trying to you drive. don't even know what he's just looked at. What's that right. one? I don't, so now I'm just right. like, Toyota, Honda. I'm just, like, naming just cars. Saying things, yeah. But it's... Yeah. What happens if you're, like... What happens if, like, for example, yeah. in the car, you're, like... I can't see that one or I'm not sure what that is. Or like if you're reading, if you just say they don't have a name because this book is about like what happened. Like, okay, the, the the name one. Yeah. What happens with the name one turns into like possibly a rage okay. induced thing. Yeah. So it uh, needs we're not a moving name. forward. We we're need not moving to, forward. Yeah, we right? need to name this thing and before we can I can't move on. always think of names. So I'm like, right. Suddenly I'm like, yeah. I know seven names. Yeah. I, I know. cannot. It's Katie. Bobo. Catherine. <laughs> Katie with an I? John. Jonathan. Johnny. Get out your baby John- book. Your baby <laughs> like, name book. Like, like, Ezekiel. Yeah. Apple. <laughs> right. I, I just cannot think of a fucking name. And then recently he wants just random people who, who's that guy? Mm-hmm. That's just a guy out going to the store. Mm-hmm. What's his name? I don't know his name. Well, who's that? 
Oh yeah, that like like if you're like, Oscar in the asks middle of about the people store, too. Yeah. But he says, "What's that?" But he'll he'll like point to a yeah. person and be like, "What's that?" And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, we don't we don't know that person, but that's the person. Stranger danger. Yeah. Run. Yeah. Uh, don't make eye contact. It's so with awkward. Them. Yeah. So it's just like I'm like, this is just like some sort of hell that I'm in right now that I don't have the energy or strength yeah. for. It's yeah. totally one of those things that pre kids I would have been like, sounds fun. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I'm gonna pull my hair out. I know. I can time. just see you in this like zombie mode yeah, of is. like name, name, name A, name B, <laughs> name C. No, it's not Jeremy, mama. <laughs> it's Jeremy. That's where I am, guys. It's going to be great. Speaking of great, <laughs> today we're going to talk about something again that may be playing into my current uh, state of I'm done parenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about why is it. Our kids don't like things that kids are supposed to like. (laughs) Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. God, I hope this isn't one of those discussions where I'm like, my kid doesn't like anything. And you're like, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that sucks. My kids (laughs) like all that stuff. My kids like everything. (laughs) So we're going to talk today about all the stuff that it feels. And all the stuff, it's going to wind up being like one thing. It's like four things. It's like four things. Or three things. Yeah, Yeah. we're like... No, you're supposed to like it. Yeah, you're a kid. This actually, is like a kid thing yeah. that kids like. You're Why supposed don't you to like, like this? Right. Yeah. My children do not like the following things that they are supposed to like. Okay. Neither one likes mac and cheese. Okay. Mm. I mean, they don't like it. Any kind of mac and cheese. Because there's, yeah. my kids <clears throat> will eat one particular <clears throat> type of mac and cheese. Right. All other mac and cheese is unacceptable. So, Ellis. No mac and cheese no mac at and all. Cheese. Katie Bell, we went to a party once mm-hmm. where a woman served mac and cheese, and she, like, went over them, and she was like, this is the best mac and cheese I've ever had. I must have that recipe. Like, mm. she's totally adorable. Uh, but if I make that mac and cheese, right. she will give it the old, it's just not like that one. Yeah. Right? right. So, yeah. I, and that's not worth yeah. making fucking mac no. and cheese. No. So, we like mac and cheese, mm. and that's annoying because everywhere you go, people offer you mac and cheese. Right. And it's supposed to be like the safe yeah, thing. Yeah, it's the right. thing. Right. Especially for my vegetarian child right. or my picky eater. Yeah. I should be able to shove mac and you cheese should. at them at all least day. once a week. Yeah. At least once yeah. a week. Yeah. You should be eating yeah. mac and cheese. What the fuck? What is your problem? Yeah. Are you a child? <laughs> okay. Can I mention a related one yes, before please. we move on? We can on just to go back thing? and forth. Great. Great. So my kids, as I said, they will eat they will eat the white cheddar shell macaroni mm. and cheese. Okay. But um no no other kinds. But they also beyond that, they will not eat any pasta. Pasta period. No pasta. Whoa! No pasta. Wow. No noodles, no spaghetti, no penne, no ravioli, no okay. tortellini, no lasagna, no plain noodle i mean literally no noodles not even like um if you were to cook yeah. it like an asian style yeah. noodle none that's no amazing. noodles they will not eat any pasta that's amazing i know that's amazing and you know what it's like it's not like, the thing that we have like been like well we just won't we won't try that again we 
eat it all you the fucking time pasta, because right? it's, pasta. it's pasta. Jesse and I eat pasta at yeah. least once a week. That's and we always have. Yeah. So it's not like they haven't been exposed right. to it regularly <laughs> in different forms. I mean, it is, and it's both of them, which is so weird. fucking weird. Yeah. And like, especially because uh, according to Jesse's mom, Jesse only ate pasta growing up. He right. would only eat noodles. That was right. the only thing only he would thing eat, eat. Which I think is a common thing yeah, for normal. picky eater yeah. kids. So there's that. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I think the big discovery is going to be that all the stuff that we really want our children to fucking eat, <laughs> it's probably better that they don't eat. Yeah. Again. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, pasta's unbelievable. It's so That's weird. Unbelievable. It is so weird. All Every right. it, it still baffles yeah. us to this day. We're like, this not... time they must be ready. All to... right, I got I yeah. got one. I got one. Ellis does not like pizza. <laughs> he won't eat fucking pizza night. It's pizza Let's night. Get pizza. We, like, we either order yeah. pizza. I mean, I make pizza from yeah. scratch, like usually once or uh-huh. you know, twice a month. It's super yeah. easy. I really like doing it. Yeah, it's Kate starting to get weird about that pizza, and I'm like, you're not gonna no. get weird about this no. pizza. No. You're gonna eat this goddamn pizza. <laughs> uh, it's got vegetables on it. It's like a, again. Don't take pizza away from me. Um, it's weird. Yeah. Well, then eat around it. Yeah. But Ellis, no pizza. And like wow. this weekend, I had to take the kids to like a three-year-old's birthday party. Uh-huh. Just for fun, guys. <laughs> and we go. I and like, had to had take to the kids it. to every time. They were so, it was like one of these indoor playgrounds. And uh-huh. like the, the people who ran the indoor playground yeah. were like super militant about like, everybody in here and sit down uh, now. Yeah. Like, just stop, yeah. dude. Yeah. Uh, so, every kid's got pizza on their plate, mm-hmm. and every single child is eating pizza, but Ellis, mm-hmm. who we didn't know that they were about to start serving pizza, mm-hmm. so we had stopped by the little, like, muffin table to mm-hmm. eat, like, muffins. Oh, okay. So, he had gotten, like, a chocolate muffin, because oh. I was like, oh, who cares, because we're yeah. going to have lunch, like, later. Yeah. So, like, my kid's sitting there eating this, which now just looks like he's eating cake, right. while everybody else was eating pizza. Right. And I really just wanted him to eat the pizza. Mm. That's all I wanted. It's pizza. Every the one year old's eating pizza over there. The like Katie Bill, yeah. who's not even supposed to be at this party, is eating yeah. pizza. Everybody's eating pizza. Get on the program. Yeah. It's Get, a pizza party. And Ellis, that's yeah. pizza. Yeah. It's pizza. Yeah. And he's just like, no, like pizza. Yeah. Ellis does not want pizza. I'm like, you there's what is wrong with you? So pizza, I'm I'm kind of with you on this one too because and I don't it's know if it's because pizza. we eat it like once a week or something, yeah. so it's not special to us, but I always think my kids are going to think it's really special right. because to me it's like a treat. It's always been like, it's like a, a pancake treat. day. Yeah, it's right. like pancakes. Um, but my kids, it's not that they don't like it, but yeah. they just don't care. care. They do not care. It's yeah. not a special anything. It's like sometimes they'll eat it, sometimes yeah. they won't. Yeah. And yeah. which is like what? Yeah, no. Every time that doorbell rings, yeah. and somebody has brought a pizza to yeah. us, yeah. you should be jumping up yeah. and down. Yeah, it is not normal that you don't like pizza. Uh, yet again, like you said, all these things are like in our house all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Ellis wants nothing to do with hot dogs. Really? Which seems Oscar doesn't really like them either. I don't understand it's that. It's weird. That's he weird. just doesn't really eat them. Whenever doesn't want we the hot dogs. Simon will eat too. Simon yeah. will end up eating Oscar's hot dog yeah. because Oscar won't really eat. Yeah. It. I know. I've always thought that was weird. I think too. that's weird. Cheese. Yeah. Katie Bell will not eat cheese. <laughs> and Ellis, Ellis, luckily, fucking loves cheese. So uh-huh. that because when you only have when you have like I had the first kid, Katie Bell, yeah. who won't eat the cheese unless yeah. it's on the pizza or like yeah. in a quesadilla yeah. or grilled cheese. But like just cheese, like when you're like, oh, it's time to make lunches for school. I don't want to send you with a salami sandwich again today. Oh, you won't eat cheese. Yeah, 
or like anything else. Right. So here's your salami sandwich. I don't right. know what the book she's going to eat at school this year. Anyway, yeah. um, we'll save that nightmare for two weeks from now. Yeah, guys. let's just hold <laughs> off on that. File that one away. nightmare at a time. That's right. Please. So the cheese, but that's again, that's another one of those things where when you're looking for help and support of like, I need things to feed my kids, we're in a mm-hmm. rut. Mm-hmm. everybody's like cheese. Right. And I'm like, why are you trying to poison my children? Because that's how they're going to behave. Yeah. Like, that's weird. Yeah. So that's un- unhappy. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> how many foods are we going to do? I'm just, we covered I, I foods we, yet? All right. I'll just, I'm just going to end on mashed potatoes. Okay, yeah, my kids don't one. like mashed potatoes either. And I loved them growing Who, up. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody the loves it. Yeah. Are, I literally have said to my children. Yeah. Every child loves this. <laughs> You're supposed to love this. Yeah. They eat it as babies. But after that, no, they were like, no. No. Not even as babies. I'm like, it's mashed potatoes. Yeah. There's, there There's butter not, in there it's, and it's salt. salt. <laughs> and potato. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, mashed potato. I know. It's guys. delicious. I know. It is delicious. I know. Uh, yeah, Simon doesn't like french fries either. That's... I know. That's crazy. It's crazy. I That's know. It's crazy. It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's the thing. Is yeah. It's just baffling. I know. Sometimes I think about like one of these days, like they'll flip the switch and like yeah. realize how much time they've wasted. Oh, like, you wasted so much yeah, time. Yeah. How many fries could you have had at this point that you refused <laughs> to eat? <laughs> because you don't want to be like, you're going to eat this garbage. No, I know. You know like, it's it's such better. A, I know. It's so weird. But, that, but it's not always better because you're like, I need some easy solutions and if I can't if you can't eat these things like that I I, I am too tired mm. to be creative like I'm too right. tired to like yeah. make more stuff yeah. right the times that we are going for these yeah. things are when we want something to be easy yeah. this is not the time where we're like okay I'm gonna like make this elaborate thing they're gonna try some yeah. things we'll see how it goes this is when you're like I'm done yeah I just need the kid thing right the and kid that, thing. that's just not coming through yeah yeah it's just not happening Ellis may never eat soup for all I know he oh like, yeah, won't try soup, soup is yet. a tough one. Yeah, I'm like, when do you introduce soup? I, I don't know. Being like, would you like some soup? He's like, oh no! <laughs> How dare oh, you, Mama? Dare you? <laughs> um, all right. Other things I think I've yeah. mentioned on the show before, but this one is starting to like make me go crazy. Uh-huh. My kids don't like coloring books. That is interesting. Right? Neither, of them. neither of them. I'm like. Coloring books. Do they, I mean, like they both to like color? art. They like. They like. No, they don't like coloring. They love to paint. They love to paint. They like. Is it? Is it something that's going to be distracting? They don't want to like in the fill house? in lines. They don't want to sit quietly with something that's very minimal mess, <laughs> and just for hours meditate through coloring. Yeah. No, they don't that's like. I feel like that's because it comes later. Like color. Like coloring stuff in. Katie was like, like seven, and she doesn't want a coloring book. Yeah. That well, she'll be seven like a week. Like she. Maybe it'll all change, guys. Yeah. In like a week and a half. I don't know when that's supposed to happen, but I'm guessing right now that like this is something that people with older kids will be like, yeah, once my kids were like eight, nine, they would hey, see, they would like me, hang I'm out like, and eight, look at eight, nine. That seems like for that seems like you're thirty. I'm yeah, like I know. eight or nine coloring. What's wrong with I know. you? Get outside of the oh, house. Oh, like you're too do. old. To yeah, color. like I feel like coloring. I can remember hmm. being like, you know, like having a sick day. Like, yeah, and Mama bringing me coloring. like coloring books. Yeah, and like sitting in bed and like coloring. Yeah, I remember right? that too. Like, that but I just don't remember seven, how old I was. Or seven ish. I don't know. I don't either. But like Katie Bell, just not like those sticker book activity books yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Now, if it's like one of those activity books where it's like answer these questions, you yeah. know, or do mazes. And like, she's yeah. more into that. But like, I'm just like, just color guys. Yeah. Like, 
I know. Coloring books. I wish my kids would color more too. Zero they interest. Like to, yeah. 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 It makes me nuts. Um, can I add one more yeah, to please. the mix? <clears throat> Going to the movies? Like, we'll be like all excited to go. <laughs> And then we'll go, and, like, it's so hard to get them to sit through a movie, even if, and they'll watch a movie at home. Home, yeah. But, like, like, it's not like, and it's not like they're being, like, loud or crazy in the movie. It's just that they're like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to go. And it's like, we're 20 minutes in. Come on. Don't you just want to watch the movie? And I'm like, here, popcorn, Popcorn. candy. Yeah. I have candy. I'm giving you candy. Sit here and eat your candy. To watch the movie. And it's still like, okay, that buys me, like, 10 more minutes. (laughs) You know? I know. And I'm sitting there and like there's this uh, movie theater in our neighborhood that's just like the family movie theater. Like they yeah. just people are always bringing like fucking kids, kids yeah. like of all ages right. to movies there um, at all hours. Yeah. And so it's like totally fine to bring your kids. Like I'm sitting there looking around. Everybody and else's kids just sitting there. They're just they? well, some kids are messing around, but like. There's so many kids just watching a movie. And I remember thinking, like, <laughs> going to a movie was, like, a really special treat. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, no. But it's like, know. what else are we going to go do? It's, like, 100 degrees outside. Yeah. You guys don't want to sit here and eat candy and watch a movie? Yeah. How is that movie. possible? What's wrong with you, kid? <laughs> That's, well, speaking of movies, my kid, well, I don't know about Ellis yet, but Katie Bell does not like the Muppet movie. <laughs> Okay, and this is a tough. Does one she for... not like the Muppet movie, or does she not like the Muppets? Period. She likes the Muppets. We watched because, okay. like, the first couple of times we showed her the Muppet movie, she was just like gone. She just was like, just, like walked away, walking away. Yeah. I'm like, it's the Muppet movie, and yeah. I was like, fine, maybe it's too early, like yeah. whatever. So then we watched, you know, like three seasons of the Muppets yeah. on Monday Night Muppets, right? Yeah. And she loved that. Oh. That was great. So we're like, oh boy, yeah. oh let's boy. Do it. Yeah. Let's make some dreams, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's watch the Muppet movie. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> and I'm just like, like hey, it's, it is, it's a little, I think it would be a little bit like if she didn't like Star Wars for Stefan. And right. I like the Muppets is per se my Star yeah. Wars. It's not yeah. per se. But there is that bit of disappointment where you're like, it's the Muppet movie. Yeah, come on. It's the Muppet yeah. movie. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something that I think keeps coming up as we discuss this, I think there's like two or three things. One is uh, how ir- it, all of them surprisingly have nothing to do with their kids. It's all about me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like why this bothers me so much. Maybe it is the same for you. But like one, a lot of these things make me crazy because usually I witness that or they feel... Like very apparent out in public. Yeah. Like at the birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Or like I said, when you're struggling for a lifeline of suggestions yeah. from friends or family, and then they share all these things that you that your children don't like, and then you know, they don't believe you. They think that's crazy. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it everybody likes coloring books. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, or put the cheese in a different format. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Make it a star. Yeah. That's not gonna go down my kids, not right. anymore. And I no longer like now I'm just like in this new phase where it's not like, why don't my kids do it? Mm-hmm. It's more just like I go right to this like weird angry spot of, this is, this is what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say I'm, I go to this other place that's like, what's wrong with your kids? Oh, no, but they're never, just never. Sitting <laughs> It's all self-judging on my own part. It's just an opportunity for me to reflect back on myself and be like, I am failing as a parent. But, uh, but there's also, like, I think what also yeah. plays into it for me is I liked this. Right. You should like this. Yeah. I want to share this yeah. joy with you yeah. that I have had with this yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, there is something about it being easier if we all sat down and ate mashed potatoes, right? Yeah. But, like, 
yeah, that color, we could be sit here coloring. Yeah. You know, know. or we could that be sitting be here so watching fun. this movie. Yeah. Or we could sit here and like, yeah. yeah, any of that stuff. Yeah. We should like that together. Right. Why yeah. don't you like what I like? Right. You know, and then yeah. you turn into the two-year-old that you want to be. No, I hear you on that. I think um, what you said about it being in public uh, touched on something for me, too. Because, like, I had a recent experience where um, I was taking Simon to karate and he just, like, stop short of going in the front door and just decided not to go in and they were just having a normal class it was his regular teacher who he loves and um we had gotten dropped off uh, by my mom and so we weren't gonna go anywhere for an hour we were gonna be there (laughs) so I sat with him outside karate just waiting for him to go in and he just and a couple different teachers came out and tried and he just did not want to go in that day, which mm. whatever. It's, yeah, it's, fine. it's fine. Kids have their weird things. It's yeah. fine. But like, honestly, the hardest part about it wasn't like missing that time or losing the money from the class or sitting there with him for an hour the hardest part was listening to the sounds of the joyful karate class happening right in the classroom right next to us that he was not a part of like seeing all the like parents sitting there just watching their kids (laughs) and seeing all the kids just having a great class and like enjoying and doing that and like sitting there with Simon and just being like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why, why are you, you not enjoying? Like, you're not enjoying this thing that you could be enjoying right now. Yeah. Like, that I know you like. Like, what? And, like, and- it was just so. And I it was like, it was partially like sadness that he yeah. was like left out and that he was like choosing to True. leave himself yeah. out. And it was also like this feeling of that I was doing something wrong. There was something wrong yeah. with us. Like, yeah. I'm watching all these other people. It's going fine for them. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. You know what? I mean, that I that I think that's really the core of it on some level is that like a lot of the stuff starts kind of kicking in once you've been parenting for a while yeah. and and when you're pretty burned out all the time like I, I i can't be the only person who like just lives in a burned out existence no and so when these things happen and and, and there is this why aren't you you should be yeah and then for me that taps into why aren't you biz relaxing more. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what am I... So what if my kid doesn't want to eat fucking pizza at yeah. a party? I, that yeah. should be great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why am I... And it's not that I feel like anybody's, like, judging me. Like, yeah, it's yeah. It's not... Yeah. That, like, I've been in those, like, Katie Bell just doesn't want to do the thing, right? Yeah. And I'm never, like... People are judging me that, you know, it's totally my own self-judge. Okay, it's 100% yeah. the, like, what's yeah. wrong with us? Yeah, like, yeah. Why, why, do, yeah. why is this the life that yeah. we're having right now? Yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. is it, you know, like, what did we do to build up to this? Is this somehow damaging something long-term? Mm-hmm. If I give in, yeah. is that, should I be making him? Yeah. Should I, you yeah. know, like, yeah, it, it, it yeah. does tap into a lot of, like, parent guilt and, like, parent judging of yourself like yeah. questioning yeah the questioning is yeah. more so it yeah yeah i you know i yeah i that's it yeah. i mean it's that combined with it would just be easier yeah sometimes it would just be easier yeah why can't things just be easier yeah. sometimes that'd be great yeah <laughs> <laughs> mama's going out for milk that no one wants to drink i'm just kidding <laughs> my children like milk <laughs>
One Bad Mother is supported in part by Bumby Box, a monthly subscription toy box curated for toddlers and preschool-aged children. Inside each Bumby Box are award-winning toys tailored to your child's age and interests that support play-based learning activities. We got one of these boxes. It had a bunch of super cute things in them. One of the things my kids really love is this bunny rabbit that's like a puppet, but it's also really like just a really nice stuffed animal. And I think that's a really good example of the kinds of things they like to send because they seem to really look at things that are nice to touch, like things that aesthetically like feel good, look good, and like are durable, but that also have like multiple elements to them. Well, what's also nice and something that's important to you and I both is that all toys are 100% eco-friendly and each Bumby box also includes activity ideas, songs, and reading lists, which is a bonus. There's a special offer for One Bad Mother listeners. Just go to BumbyBox.com and enter the code BADMOTHER at checkout for 10% off a new order. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Couple mornings ago, I was up super early with Oscar, and it's been really hot in LA. Yeah, like just unbearable. super hot. Like you can't go outside. Um, but it was early in the morning, and we had kind of exhausted like the morning stuff yeah. that we do in our house because we've been up for a while. Yeah, and um, I was starting to just get like uh, you know just restless yeah. and ugh, sweaty, and you're inside, still, you're and stuck. Yeah. yeah, so. I just realized we should be outside because it's not a thousand degrees yeah. outside yet. And I kind of had like forgotten that we have outdoor space yeah. because it's been so hot that you can't go. <laughs> I know. So I was like, it was like, ding, light bulb. I can be outside right now. Yeah. And I took him outside. And when Simon woke up, he wandered outside and we ended up like having breakfast oh, out there. That's nice. And it was so. Nice. Like, my mood totally changed. It was one wow. of those weird things where, like, I didn't realize I was just, like, feeling bad. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it was like the clouds lifted. And hey. I was like, there was, like, space. And there was, like, fresh air. And there was just, nice. like, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thanks. So, it's been a long couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, it was really hard to find a genius uh, besides staying. But... I remember that in Ellis's closet was a toy that terrified him, a remote control car that we gave him for Christmas that terrified him Christmas Uh Day. Yeah. It was just like, in the box! Like, Like too fast, too (laughs) loud or something? I don't even know. Too fast, too furious? Literally, the colors maybe. I mean, who knows what happened at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, But I pulled it out, unsure of what would happen. Yeah. Huge hit. Not only did that provide a lot of entertainment, there was a moment where... I, the car was racing around. Uh-huh. It was a really good car, guys. Uh, and I put Ellis's hat, his uh-huh. little camo hat, day hat uh-huh. on it. And then it was a hat racing around oh, the man. house. Amazing. And I had been like so disconnected and not enjoying anything. And Ellis got so tickled. <laughs> and Katie Bell got so tickled. And Ellis just like ran over, like laughing, mm-hmm. and, like threw his arms around me and was just like, the hat, there's a hat moving around. And I actually started like laughing. It was like, it yeah. was just like, 
At that one moment. It was a really good moment. It was a really Brought good moment. Brought to you by Biz's brain. But yes. So anyway. <laughs> good job. Moving hats and remote control hats are funny. There you go. Hey, one best mother. I have uh, what would have been a fail that was turned into a genius, and I'm feeling really great about it. <laughs> this morning, I was that mom or that person who had too much stuff in their hands and left my travel mug of coffee on the top of my car. Mm-hmm. The phone and trying to get my child into the car. And uh, the genius was that I realized it after I'd been driving. And I didn't freak out and slam on the brakes. I just, like, very slowly slowed down (laughs) and pulled over to the side of the road, and my coffee was still there. Wow. And I was so happy. She's almost in tears. She's so happy. I was so happy. <laughs> That's you know, so great. What's amazing is the like, yeah, just open that gulp. I yeah. mean, like, yeah, that is that's a borderline like miracle. It is a miracle. That's yeah, it's un- a coffee miracle. That is a coffee miracle. <laughs> it is amazing. Oh, good job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me. We, this is going to gross you out, Biz. Great. Um, <laughs> we have been having, like, this battle with ants for, Ugh. like, two years. Like, Ugh. really, like, two years. Like I really have a we, problem with ants, I know you guys. have a problem with ants. Sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah. So we've we've just had this problem for so long. And, like, every summer it gets worse. Oh, yeah, because like, it's hot it, and it's not, yeah. Yeah, but it's gotten to the point where it, it ha- it's going on all year long. It's just like extra bad in the summer. And like we've we've tried so many things. I mean, like so many things. And but like this past couple days, we got to the point where like they were like in our bed. No. And so no. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, we have to call, you know, a fumigator, exterminator, whatever. Yeah. And so we called and everything, but they couldn't come until Monday. And then, you know, we're still doing all the things that we normally yeah. do. Like, we're still like fighting this fight right. like, hard. And mm. yesterday, I went in um, after Oscar's nap to like start waking him up. And I went into the room and I like turned off the sound machine. I was opening the curtains. I'm like, hi, time to wake up. And he's like, hi, you know, hi, mommy. And then he's kind of rolling around and he goes, mommy, can you get this off? Stop. And it. I was like, I'm across the room and I thought he was talking about his blanket and he was, it was a hot day, so he was on top of his blankets. There was nothing on him. So I was like, oh, he must still be dreaming. And I was like, are you dreaming? And he's like, can you get this off? And I, oh, no. I go over closer to him. There's one ant on his eyelid. Oh, God. And there's another one on his forehead. Oh, God. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I'm going to pass out. Teresa, <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst. Yeah. That's yeah, awful. I know. Disgusting. Oh. Okay. This is like more of a Laurel and Hardy style fail kind of thing where like it's two days till the end of the two weeks, right? Uh Like it's the weekend. So there's no camps. There's no nothing. So the end of the two weeks without Stefan. Without Stefan. Right? Okay. So uh, it's Saturday morning. It's karate day. We're Uh taking Ellis. It's already 100 degrees by like 10 o'clock. We're in the car. We're going to go a little early so we can go get coffee Mm -hmm. at this place has a little play area oh, yeah yep. it's like great we'll go do that so we yep. go down and then we're we're getting back to the karate studio like everything's all right but it's like a lot of work you're like shutting because oh, ellis yeah. doesn't walk 
Guys, he's not going to walk till he's 12. So I'm like carrying him and I've got like the coffee and like Katie Bell's and we get into the studio and like the baby class is still working and yeah. so there's no place to sit yet until uh, the baby class gets up and yeah. then those parents leave. Yeah. There's like one little space and so Katie Bell immediately goes and sits there. I'm like, all right, I'm going. I've got everything. And of course, I spill no, some of my no, precious, precious coffee. No, no. I was almost done with it, but still you're like, oh, some other class. Now there's yeah. coffee. All-. Okay. Yeah. All right. Off go the bags. Oh, yeah. Katie Bell, stay here. Where's my mouth going? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Look for it. I'm putting this down. All right, Ellis, we go, uh, go get the paper towels. Yeah. Come back. Clean that up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, here, I'll just, Ellis, do you want to go throw the coffee cup away? Yeah. Go throw it away in the car. Yes, yeah. Mama, I want to do that. To which he takes the coffee cup, and there's just enough left in it for him to shake it like a maraca. <gasps> no. And so there's just, like, coffee, like, going everywhere. Going everywhere. And it's one of those moments where you're like, yeah. is everybody watching? Right. Is no one watching? What's happening here? I feel very yeah. much in my own weird, yes. like, universe oh, where I am so performing yes. for everybody yeah. with this absurd, like, why would she give that coffee cup? To, and he's just like, my, and so then I got to... Don't do that. Right. Gotta get the guy. Pick him up. Go get more paper towels. Come on. Wiping the floor. Okay, You're just, like going around I'm trying just to going find around little drips and where around they could have gone. And around yeah. and I just, it was, I just I'm felt, sorry. I yeah. felt like a fool. Is what, I, <laughs> what I felt like. I was like, what the fuck? Hi, Biz and Teresa. I'm calling to leave a fail. Uh, so, a little background. My husband and I lived in a major city for many years before we got married and had kids. And, you know, as a part of that experience, we got to deal with bed bugs. And so now that we own a house outside of the city, every time I see any kind of bug, I tend to freak out. <laughs> Unfortunately, I seem to have given that fear to my two-and-a-half-year-old who now screams bloody murder anytime she sees a bug mm. inside or outside of the house. And as of two nights ago, is waking up in the middle of the night freaking out because she thinks there might be a bug in her bed. Mm. There are no bugs in her bed. The bugs she sees outside are ants. Totally fine. Oh, even a scream. So, yeah. I have given my child the fear of dance. That's it. Have a good one. Bye. It's a reasonable what a, fear. Those ants are all yeah. over the place. They just, But you know what? Like the, the fail really is that like, I, I have to catch myself when I start I talking know. about something. And like, it's like getting into the pool and being like, I'm not getting in the pool. It's so cold. Yeah. I don't want to get in the pool. It's so yeah, cold. yeah. And you're like, your kid's absolutely going to suddenly be the, yeah. like, never going to want to go in the pool. Totally. Right? Like, yeah. yeah, you totally raised a kid to be afraid of bugs. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. Sucks. Sucks. We can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a shockingly fair price. 
They are dedicated to offering an obsessively engineered, made-in-the-USA mattress. We have one of these guys, and I have to tell you, there's something really amazing about just, like, ordering a mattress online and having a mattress come to your house in a box. Like, it's so weird. (laughs) And you open the box, and a mattress comes out, like, explodes out of it, basically. They have a risk-free trial and return policy, which is what you want when you're ordering a mattress (laughs) online. You can try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with free delivery to the U.S., in Canada and painless returns. Pricing is $500 for a twin-size mattress, $950 for a king-size mattress. That's an outstanding price point. One Bad Mother listeners can get $50 towards any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com slash badmother and using promo code BADMOTHER at checkout. Terms and conditions do apply. Teresa, let's call a parent. Great. This week, we are calling one of our internet crushes and former (laughs) guests, Courtney Wyckoff, who's a certified personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist with over 14 years experience in the field of fitness, nutrition, and injury prevention treatment. She has been working exclusively with pre- and postnatal women for the last seven years and is the CEO and founder of Mama Strong. And if you want to go back and listen to the first show that she was on with us, that's episode 143. Welcome, Courtney. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Well, we're so excited to have you back for people who may be uh, meeting you for the first time on the show. Uh, Let's do our standard question of who lives in your house. Okay, it is myself. This might be a hard question. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's um, myself and uh, my daughter, Ella, who is about to turn 10, two digits, yeehaw. And then uh, my younger daughter, who's four and is about to turn five. Wow. And that is it. Yes. Wow. That just feels mm-hmm. like, is that like some sort of weird miracle in there now? Like, is everybody just doing their own thing now? No. You know, <laughs> you think that, you know, what's interesting is like the 10, like, I I hate to say this, but like, it, you think it gets easier, but it just gets different. It's just different. Like age 10 <laughs> is just a different difficult. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. It's well, like, be um, nice more for psychological. Change. It's just different. It's different. <laughs> we tell ourselves a number of crazy things, we don't do. we? Just to get to the next day. We do. Which we is do. probably fine. It's probably instinctual survival modes kicking yeah. in. Um, I did it too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's... Oh, guys, it's such a don't want to be a parent week. Okay. Uh <laughs> Courtney, tell us about Mama Strong again. Okay, so it is a online fitness resource for moms, and we have members all over the world. And weirdly enough, I just had somebody sign up in Singapore, and I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. It's just the internet. Um, but underneath that surface level uh, elevator pitch, really, Mama Strong is rooted in the question of what happens when a woman feels really strong and really integrated. How does she then show up in the world? Um, So when we take away the objectification and the aesthetics of strength and we focus on the function of strength um, within a woman's body, how does that help her do the things she wants to do? Well, you know what? That Then I'm totally now going back to the discussion that we had. And one of the things that we had uh, sort of gone down the road in was how giving birth 
we we do not treat the same way that we treat like other things that happen to our bodies that like it, you other, know like athletic other athletic things, things. Yeah. and and you had said you know we do physical therapy for like knee injuries and back injuries mm-hmm. and all the stuff but no one says you should do physical therapy after giving birth to a baby a baby. Yeah. And like, oh my God. I remember all of us, yeah. like, I remember Teresa and I think yeah. both of our heads like exploded yeah. in the booth and we're just like, <gasps> and it's so, it, it, it really is stupid. And I, that, that we don't, when those, it's really about wording and we don't say those words often enough. Or when somebody does talk about the trauma of childbirth or the physical uh, demands of childbirth, there always seems to be like a weird, like, so. Now you should go rest or now you should yeah. or that's just something yeah. horrible that you're supposed to go through. Like even yeah. if it's not yep. horrible, like whatever, there's like this weird eh, associated yep. with it as opposed to being like, absolutely, you did this and absolutely yep. you should, you know, there are going to be things that you'll need therapy for. And that's good and it's great. And let's get strong and like respect ourselves. And that's why we yep. love you. <laughs> Yes. Well, it's this. I mean, all summer I've actually been traveling around and I've been doing these live workshops and um, they're all about the medical conditions <laughs> or conditions that women end up with after pregnancy and childbirth. And, you know, because we're women, we tend to blame ourselves or we think that we're doing it wrong. And it's been really fascinating to um, be able to show women that not only is it pretty easy to manage these things with the right care at the right time, um, but, you know, it's it, they, they need that training because motherhood is, I keep saying this, this is something I should probably trademark, but I keep saying uh, motherhood is an action sport. Like, we need to have everything available to us yeah. to be able to handle it. That's and yet so we're true. walking in, most of us, with our guts just completely falling out. And, you know, hernias, I can't tell you how many women I've been diagnosing with hernias who've gone decades. I mean, it's, it's shocking really well you sit there and you say this is normal it's just a thing yeah. and i have to live mm-hmm. with it let's get mm-hmm. into i would like to actually today what we're having you on to talk about is one <laughs> of those things uh yeah. which is the you know post you know part of like you have your baby and now you sneeze and you laugh or you jump or take a step or sit down or i don't know <laughs> open the refrigerator or whatever and and pee comes out there's pee yeah. And it's it, yeah. it, and uh, this is a big deal for so many people. And so what I'd like to do first is I'd like you to talk to us about what's happening. Why is that happening? What is the pelvic floor? I'm assuming that's what it's associated with. I mm-hmm. am one of those women who had a baby and knew nothing about my own body going into it. Um, yep. And still shy away from knowing such things. Uh, <laughs> you can plug your ears. I'm going to take my headphones off. Um, so uh, please tell me, as that person, uh, what is the pelvic floor? What's happening with the peeing after having a baby? Okay. Well, um, it's, you know, it's it's pretty basic. We all think that it's just because the baby's big and it, like, pushes out and stretches any, everything out down there. And that's really not at all what happens. First off, our body. Our I'm, like body this. I'm like nodding my body. head. I'm like, uh-huh, our baby came out. Yeah. Nope, that's what yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, like stretched out. It's all wiggly down there. No, it's not it at all. Um, it, it's, so the pelvic floor itself is um, it's a group of muscles. We think of it as just being kind of one one area. And we don't really even understand what it is. But it's a group of muscles. Um, that helps to stabilize the pelvis and keep everything functioning functioning properly from um, just the vaginal canal to your bladder in particular. 
um, to the stability of pelvic muscles, and then finally your spine as well. So when the pelvic floor muscles are working well together, um, it's, it's stabilizing for the pelvis, it's stabilizing for the spine, and you, you don't end up with issues like incontinence. So with most people who have incontinence, I also see a relationship with low back pain um, and just a general feeling of instability throughout their pelvis, sometimes knee pain as well, because it's all the same issue. And a lot of people don't know, too, that the pelvic floor muscles need to connect to our abdominal muscles. So muscles like the transverse abdominus, which goes around the middle like a belt, uh, muscles like the multifidus, um, which is another area of your core muscle that connects to the pelvic floor. Um, and then deep down into your pelvic floor, you have a, a group of muscles called the pyramidalis. And um, these all work together together. Uh, I've heard somebody describe it as an orchestra or a symphony, and I love that. They're all different instruments that come into play to help the pelvic floor work beautifully. So what's happening um, so when we have a baby that messes that symphony up? It's really actually fascinating, and it's different for different people. Some yeah. people, it um, is really because they've had a gigantic baby, and everything's <laughs> been really disturbed and stretched out down there. Um, but for a lot of people, it's it's a group of things. One is that a muscle in the bladder called the detrusor muscle becomes overactive. And um, it does that for a lot of reasons. Um, sometimes it's hormonal. Sometimes it's because everything out, down there has been a little uh, shifted and it just gets a little overactive. It's doing too much to try to stabilize and help out with the body. And so that makes you feel like you have to pee a lot. Mm. The sphincter also can become uh, weakened. And we'll talk a lot about the sphincter, the urinary sphincter. <laughs> um, that becomes weakened. <laughs> and then the urogenital diaphragm also becomes weakened. And what's interesting about this piece is that we have cells in our urethra that are sensitive to estrogen. And so they it actually produces um, secretions. I love saying vagina and secretions. <laughs> and that is... <laughs> That helps to create a tight seal down there. But if you think about the hormonal changes after pregnancy, um, that then is affecting how how that the urethra is able to create a seal. So it, it's really a bunch of different things that's going on. But that's the basic idea. So, but your your point is is that these things can be rectified. That sounds like I made a pun about the rectum, but I did it. Um, that these things can be, uh, that you can, through exercises and physical therapy, that this can be fixed and you can actually stop incontinence? Yes. You can absolutely stop incontinence 100%. Um, you can also uh, become much stronger than you were before. So women that I work with, um, you know, they haven't had this education ever in their life, unfortunately. Um, so if, if they get the right instruction after childbirth, they can actually become a lot stronger down there in their pelvic floor. I, I want to throw some things out there that I think okay. uh, that I'd like you to respond to because no problem. it's great that you've told us this is possible, but I'm going to try and disprove it. Okay. <laughs> like I, I do all it. my guests. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right. It's great that you have this like wonderful uh, physical therapy program, Courtney, but Kegels are all I need. Yes. Uh, Kegels are completely useless <laughs> um, outside of having a strong sphincter. So if you can do a solid Kegel, then 
you got a strong sphincter, and I think that's probably a good that's T-shirt. A, that but. basically just means I can hold my pee a long time. Is that what that? Exactly. Because I am the exactly. queen of that. I have a very strong sphincter. I can hold pee. I'm holding pee right now, guys. <laughs> I know. I know we're all doing it. We are all sitting, talking, and and kegeling or sphinctering. Like, we really are. We're doing it right Is now. Is that bad? No, I have a all- question. Isn't it bad for you to hold your pee? Like, isn't that bad? Doesn't that weaken your sphincter? Um, yes, you do not want to hold your pee because your bladder then becomes really irritated and stretched out and, you know, can yeah. cause Talk problems. to me at 3 it. o'clock in the morning, ladies, when I do not want to get out of bed, but then I also don't sleep the rest of the morning. Anyway. <laughs> That's right. Um, no, but kegels on their own are, are just proven, you know, for a long time. And I know when I was pregnant, even with my five-year-old, I remember you know, watching some things and they were saying, like, try to hold it as long as you can and try to do, like, you know, 100 kegels a day and that's yeah. all you need to do. Yeah. But remember, we talk about all the different aspects of the pelvic floor. And if you're just doing the the, the, the kegels and you're really just putting a lock on the door, you're not actually doing anything else. It's not um, going to help out at all. And in fact, we'll get into that a little bit more in terms of the function, but um, uh, in fact, it can actually be harmful. So I've had a lot of women come to me who have very strong kegeling uh, abilities and they, they're like, I don't get it. I'm so strong down there. I can like hold a weight down there. And I'm like, great. <laughs> I'm like, but, and, and what happens though is because they're so strong, it creates a very static situation and the pelvic floor needs to be anything but static. It is designed to be like a trampoline. So its strength is not like a bicep muscle where we're able to just hold. The strength of the pelvic floor is the coming and going. And um, that that very mobile, fluid, resilient, and responsive situation is what we're looking for. So if somebody can Kegel really hard, they're, they're actually, and it becomes very static, it's actually becoming a little bit harmful to their pelvis um, and can actually create more incontinence over time. Oh, good. But check yeah. that one off for myself. Um, all right. Here's now, my... I do use Kegels in my method, but I, I, I'll explain it to you. But, yes, go ahead. Uh, well, all right. Here's another one. It's going to go away on its own, just like um, grandma said it did for her. <laughs> <laughs> that is so caca. And, um, no, it, it, it will not go on its way, away on its own. Um, the pelvic floor has to wake up, just like any muscle in your body if you're not using it, it's just not going to know it needs to, to function. Um, and interestingly enough, too, if, if the body, the nervous system senses a weakness or a muscle that's not engaged, um, it will actually bypass that muscle group and start to use other ones. And that's because the nervous system is just focused on keeping you walking. And it doesn't care how it does that. It wants you up on two feet with your very heavy head upright, and it <laughs> wants you walking. And it doesn't care how it has to make that happen. And so if the nervous system senses a weakness in the pelvic floor, it's going to bypass that and usually go to the hip flexors or other less efficient, um, less able to stabilize muscles. And um, in that case, your incontinence will get worse. The body is crazy. Crazy. (laughs) Every time we talk to you, I'm like... Oh, the body is so weird. The last thing I think that we use to like prevent ourselves from sort of moving forward on this is this is this is what my body is. This is genetically mm-hmm. what I'm, you know, predisposed to. You don't know. I've got, you know, fingers that hurt all the time. You know, like I have other things that uh, mm-hmm. it's just it's just my makeup. 
Yeah, like my mom yep. had it. My mom my had, had it. Had yeah, it. You know, it's just, like and they've told yeah. me I have to accept yeah. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> isn't that yeah. a, isn't yep. that a to, uh, pardon the pun, isn't that a pisser when, like, <laughs> you try and go to people for help and they're just like, oh, you have to live with it. Yeah. Because we didn't yeah. know to do anything different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's two-pronged two here. One is different bodies are different. So, you know, short torsos tend to have a much harder time with postpartum recovery um, because there's less space for us to, you know, kind of get all sorted out and more pressure onto the pelvic floor. Uh, longer torsos tend to recover um, a little bit more easily. That's why supermodels pop out and, like, you know, look like they never had a baby. One, they've had excellent pre- and postnatal care. But two, they um, tend to just body type-wise have a longer torso. So stuff just fits, you know. Um, so some of it is physical, but not, there's no reason why it has to remain, right? But some, some body types do experience more effects from this. Um, but in terms of genetics, the other piece that's interesting is, first off, it's completely not true. Um, but secondly, we actually acquire posture and movement from our mothers and whoever our primary caregiver is. So how your mother holds their body, not just speaking to you and telling you like chin up, shoulders back stuff, but how they hold their body, we really do acquire that as a language. Body language is the same as any other language. So when you see it kind of being passed down through generations, a lot of times it's because those women have been tucking their hips under. Um, they have a position of their pelvis that they watch their mom do or people around them. So it's fascinating. But it's, it's not true. It's not genetic at all. Um, body type plays into it a little bit, but the solution is the same for across the board. All right. So... You've now uh, dissuaded me from coming up with lots of excuses as to why I can't fix the problem. <laughs> um, I'm now going to say that uh, I've decided to ignore all of that and just uh, – I'm never going to jump again. That would probably be the better solution. It's a lot easier than probably having to find time to do this. Uh, so, But you've taken all my other excuses away. So now I'm just going to be like, I'm not going to jump or laugh ever again, but specifically jumping with my two and six-year-old who only want to jump all the time. Yeah, that's also terrible advice because... The, <laughs> what do you mean the, I shouldn't um, be giving advice? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're giving me great advice. No, um, no, 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 you want to jump. And actually, the jumping is something that helps condition it. Um, because remember, we're talking about creating that trampoline-like uh, experience of the pelvic floor <laughs> and responsiveness. And so you really, the jumping is what starts to condition it. If the nervous system doesn't know that a movement needs to happen, it's not going to do it. You're not, it, it, it's really important to challenge the nervous system to do the movement that you want to do rather than you think you should do. So if you tell the nervous system, hey, guess what? I'm actually a whole human being who needs to jump and skip and sneeze and laugh and cough then the nervous system is going to move towards that. We have to give it the right tools. But if we give it that challenge, it's going to do it. Um, so by not jumping, what happens is you create that kind of downward spiral where, you know how, like, a good example is if you ever try a somersault, like, now as a grown-up, and you get up and you're like, holy crap, I'm so dizzy, I want to throw up, and I need to go take a nap. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just because we haven't moved our body, our nervous system that way in so long that it's just not used to it. So... By doing things like jumping, not only do you condition certain muscles in there, but you're telling the nervous system, no, this is how I'm going to move. Um, so in particular, like in terms of what I have women do, it's very, very specific. 
Um, first off, they learn a method called abdominal bracing, which is where you work the abdominal muscle. We like to call it the core muscle, so that's kind of vague and overused. So we work um, some of the deep abdominal muscles. And then we connect those abdominal muscles to the pelvic floor. So normally in most types of exercise, you're working one or the other, right? You're doing Kegels or you're doing just like crunches like crazy. Um, the way I teach, I make sure that we're working the abdominals and then we're connecting that the whole time to a very deep connection to the pelvic floor, basically a Kegel move. It's very specific. The bracing method is, is specific. I use very weird cues, but everybody gets it and it makes a lot of sense. So... You learn how to do abdominal bracing. And the second piece is you do deliberate jumping challenges. Uh, jumping jacks are, in particular, very hard on the pelvic floor. So we do some jumping jacks. And this is where I suggest people to make sure that they're properly uh, adorned with whatever they need to not pee all over because you will pee all over yourself for the first few days. Um, so it's the abdominal bracing, jumping. And then it's learning how to use abdominal bracing in dynamic movement and repetitive movement. Um, so we start to learn how to apply that bracing move doing everyday things, whether that's picking up your kids or driving or doing the dishes. Um, again, not only does that condition the pelvic floor constantly throughout the day, but it reminds the nervous system that, hey, I need to start from here. I need to start from my pelvic floor. I need this to be my anchor of strength, not my shoulders or my back or um, my hip flexors. And just by doing those three things, it starts to change. That's amazing. Quickly. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> we are pairing up with you and Mama Strong to issue our listeners a five-day, and I think the title is very clever, Courtney. Thank you. Don't be a You're pisser welcome. challenge. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a pisser. Don't be I have pisser. to find a good <laughs> I love it. Uh, tell, us, uh, tell us a little bit about the challenge. Okay, so um, you just go to mamastrong.com forward slash, I think it's a forward slash, I always get confused, forward slash pisser. <laughs> and um, there'll be a form on there, you fill it out, and you'll be entered into for free to a five-day challenge. This challenge will um, only make you do about 15 minutes a day at most. Um, it'll be different every day. You'll have a different uh, plan of action. It does not take up your whole life. You don't need any equipment. Um, you, you just need to show up for 15 minutes and, uh, do your best. You win ugly, do all the things I recommend you do, but it's, <laughs> it's very simple. Um, once you get it and, and, uh, easy to follow. So it'll just be day by day and they'll get access to that. And we're going to officially start this on Monday the 8th. So everybody has yeah. Friday to listen. They got Saturday and Sunday to get themselves all worked up. Go back and listen to uh, Courtney on our show on episode 143 and really discover what a unique, special place Mama Strong is in terms of making all of this uh accessible and easy for women to use. So, Courtney, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this with us. I know Absolutely. that the One Bed Mother community and the Mama Strong community have become pretty strong together since our first show together. They and, have. And it, it, it's really great. And we really appreciate all that you're doing uh, in terms of being so generous with, you know, your training and, uh, you know, your background and the information you have to help people with all of this and to make us feel yeah. good about it, which is a yeah. special gift in itself. So uh, wow. we're going to link everybody up to Mama Strong where, and the link to this challenge. And yes. I've got to do it. 
Yeah. I have yeah. Gotta do that. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to do the challenge because I have been putting off doing any of the challenges. On, on this but this was I, easy. This was palatable. It's five things. I, I, and I'll but, say... Yeah, I'll say vagina and, like, finger okay. a lot just for you. You can just make me super Southern Catholic <laughs> uncomfortable. I can't wait. Um, so uh, thank you so much, Courtney, for joining us again. Thank you, guys. All right, and we will talk to you soon, and we will see you Monday. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. When you, I call. send a message, pick up the Hey, Max Fun community. This is your friend Elizabeth Gilbert, author of Eat, Pray, Love, and a bunch of other stuff. I am a longtime member, supporter, and devoted follower of Maximum Fun. And now finally, I have my own podcast on the network. It's called Magic Lessons, and it is me coaching people through their creative issues and problems. This season, we have some amazing creators that we're helping through their joys and struggles of making something out of nothing. And then I bring in special guests like Glennon Doyle Melton, Brandon Stanton, Martha Beck, the poet Mark Nepo, Michael Ian Black, Sarah Jones, Gary Scheingart, these amazing friends of mine to come and help coach these people so that they can get their work done. I hope you'll tune into it. It's called Magic Lessons, and it's all about love. Hello! This month's Beef and Dairy Network podcast is an Olympic special recorded here on Ipanema Beach in Rio de Janeiro. We'll be tackling all the big issues. Should athletes be allowed to eat lamb? Should Olympic equestrian riders be able to ride on a cow? All these questions and more answered in this month's Beef and Dairy Network Olympic special. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, I love her so I much. Just, she just makes me feel good yeah. about wanting to. We should have her on quarterly. I know. <laughs> Please make me feel better about <laughs> wanting to be stronger. And I just, I really connect with the idea. I, what I like is when people come on and explain things in a way that I can understand, uh, and which she did, uh, about how that whole pelvic floor area works. And then it just makes sense. Oh, this is something that's fixable. Yeah. And I I really do value uh, when we give ourselves the chance to succeed at something, even mm-hmm. if it's something small, mm-hmm. uh, and we just cut through the bullshit excuse of this is just what my life is going to be. Yeah, or like, oh, this shouldn't be a priority right this now. This shouldn't I'm be a priority. Yeah. I think that's actually better than the really yeah. shitty thing I just said about oh. it being a bullshit excuse. Because, oh. I mean, that, that it's very judgy about our lives. And I have just spent the first half of the show talking about I don't want to do anything. You yeah. know, like yeah. I am very much making – because we do. We get tired and yeah. we get worn out. And yeah. it is hard to make even the most basic – of choices for ourselves, yeah. including, you know, takeout or something fresh. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, just as yes, or like, ugh, I can't even do that. Yeah. Uh, so this is, when we have an opportunity to do it, we should do it. We're all going to do it together, if you want. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to do it, guys. I'm going to do it. Uh, you know what else we're going to do? We're going to do it. We're going to do it like a boss, is we're going to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Oh, yeah. Hi, Biz and Teresa. This is definitely a rant. I'm at home today. I should be at work, but I was sent home from work because apparently 
The fever I had on the weekend, which I thought was the flu, is hand, foot, and mouth disease. Yep. You know, Mm -hmm. the disease that little kids get, that grown-ups aren't supposed to get. Well, I got it. I've got blisters all over my hands. Another amazing fact about this is when grown-ups do get it on those rare occasions, it really hurts. Little kids, they don't even know they're there. But for me, my hands are burning and stinging and feel like the skin's really tight. It's awful. And, oh, oh, and I got my period today, like four days early. It's like a miracle. The gifts just keep coming. So I'm having a bath in the middle of the day. I'm at home. I'm not doing any work because it hurts to touch anything with my blistery, gross hands. And I just got off the phone with the vet, begging them to still let me keep my appointment for my cat in two days because she really needs to go to the vet. Something's going on. And I, I promised I'd wear gloves and a mask and not poop on anyone because that's how you can um, transfer this to other people. So now I'm just waiting to hear if they'll still allow me to bring my poor cat to the vet. So that's my day. I hope you guys are having a much better day. Thanks for listening. Bye. And then I got my period. Yeah. I... <laughs> Isn't that always the it's way? Like just think that. It's my favorite line. <laughs> Uh, when those words are uttered. Yeah. They really, they've been uttered for years. Yeah. And they always still sum up everything perfectly. It does. Perfectly. It says it all. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I just, that sucks. Yep. I'm so sorry. That, every time we get, like, the notice from the preschool that some kids got it, I'm mm-hmm. just like, we're going to get it. Yeah. And I always confuse it with, like, some other horrible disease that's right. not that. I'm right. like, oh! we're all gonna die right uh, and it's not, it's and not you, yeah. you're right it does nothing to children yeah. they barely know it's existing yeah. and then you get it yeah. and it's just like every cold you get every like fungus every ringworm every whatever <laughs> your kid the lice like whatever your kid brings home pink eye. the pink eye it's just one more layer yep of how do we do anything ever? <laughs> do anything ever? I'm so impressed your work sent you home though. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's pretty good. That's yeah. a you know two points for good workplace uh, environment. Yep. As opposed to so. Huh. <laughs> well, hang in there. Yeah. Hope you, you feel better. I hope you feel better too. You're doing a really good job. Yeah, you are. That's unbearable. Yeah. And you're doing it. Yeah. Good job. Teresa, yeah. what did we learn this week? Uh, we learned that our children are freaks of nature, mm-hmm. and there's something wrong with us, mm-hmm. because they won't eat pizza. Yeah. Yep. We're doing a bad job, apparently. Yeah, we are doing <laughs> a bad job. Good takeaway. Uh, we also, we also like, way to finally just break through the wall yeah. and be really honest Let's on get this real show about for this, the first guys. time. <laughs> what else did we learn? We learned that... We can do anything mm-hmm. when we put our minds to it. Yep. And we do not have to continue to like live as a group of people who just accept that our bodies are somehow ruined or somehow never going to be the same in a bad way after we have kids. Like, it's so true. This like list of things that we don't talk about yet. So many of us are experiencing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then we just sit there and we just like punish ourselves on some level or and that's not even the right words either. It's just that we're not loving ourselves mm-hmm. uh, in a in a way that sets us up for happiness. And I, it's just like we have to just stop it. 
We have to just talk about this stuff, guys. And if it's, you know, incontinence is something that is really a hard thing to live with. You know, that, and if, if we have a chance to fix that, yeah. like, let's fucking do it. Yeah. Again, treat your body as you would if you had an injury from a sport accident or a yeah. car accident or a ski accident yeah. or a surfing accident or whatever. Like, let's treat our bodies with the yeah. fucking respect that they deserve. And I, I just, I love it. Yeah, it's taking care of ourselves and it's also like, it's it's achievable. It's yeah, like, it's let's achievable. make our lives better. Yeah. Why not? And 15 minutes <sighs> yeah. a day, yeah. we can do yes. no matter how horrible that actually sounds. Yes. Yes. And she is very good about if you have not listened to the episode 143 yet, she has a lot of really cool, interesting advice for how to squeeze in those 15 minutes. And she's all about like, don't try to find a time when your kids aren't there. Yeah. Don't try to like make everything perfect. Just turn it on and do it. Like, yeah. Who cares if your kids are like climbing on you while you're doing it? Right. So much the better. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. She does. And that's yeah. It's very (laughs) for people with real lives. Yes. And it's 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 really nice. Yes. As always, uh, we just want to remind people that you can join us online on Facebook and our private or public page. You can follow us on Twitter at One Bad Mothers with an S, uh, or at Biz Ellis and at Teresa Thorne. You, you can, can purchase a commercial message or a personal message on the show. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Um, you can also review the show in iTunes or share the show with a friend, which really makes a big difference to us. And we would we would really appreciate that. We do. So yeah. thank you guys yeah. for supporting the show. Yeah. Um, everybody, you're doing a good job. For me, this was definitely one of those weeks where I felt the weight of parenting on all parents everywhere. Mm. <laughs> Just yeah. like it was, it was, it's been such a hard couple of weeks uh, coming off of what felt like a hard couple of weeks to then wind up being an even harder couple of weeks. And throughout it all, all I could think about was how hard this is for everybody. Yeah. And uh, I, you, you guys, you guys, it's really hard. And you are doing a remarkable job doing it every day. Even if you don't think that you are doing it great, you're still doing it. Yeah. And that is a really big deal. And you are remarkable people. Teresa, you are doing an excellent job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. I am going to grin through that today. You're doing it. Thank you. I am doing it. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. Things are being done. <laughs> You're doing a good job, Biz. Thank you, Teresa. Uh, And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you are listening. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate.
Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, I throw down Mama's room. Oh, said Daddy, baby, fussing by, I throw down Mama's room. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.